fire. Hello, hello. What's up, brother? Not too much, man. You just, just give me a break for the bathroom, I guess. You're right. Oh, yeah. You know, I got to give you some time to, you know, pamper yourself. I was going to say, you think this face looks this good? That's why we're on That's why we're on Anchor right now. Okay, look at you go. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back. You know, we're joined by one half of Pure Finesse Podcast, Mr. Jay Merchinson. You know, kind of a regular now on the show because, you know, Malcolm Malcolm's not holding up his end of the bargain. You know? <laughs> yeah, I guess so, eh? What's up with that? I don't know, man. I guess you got to talk to the wife. I guess I don't know. Maybe he's got FaceTime duties instead at 10 o'clock. That guy is. No, he has to wear a mask for FaceTime eh? just in case he contracts it over FaceTime. Oh, I heard that's the new that's the new variant. I guess that's how it gets contracted now. Uh, apparently to him. Yeah. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, let's get right into it. Big weekend in sports. We got Divisional Sunday. We got UFC up on Saturday night. Um, Jay? Let's take let's take on football because I know you're excited for this weekend. Although your brownies did lose last weekend, um, on a very controversial call, um, I thought you know that that hit to the head should have been reviewed before the fumble, you know, because the league likes to complain about player safety. Um, I just kind of want to get your perspective on it right now. Yeah, to tell you the truth, I didn't know that was a rule that you couldn't leave with your helmet and have the football out. So I know that's all like year in college with the targeting call and everything. So. I had no clue that was uh, set in stone in the rule book that you couldn't do that. So I wasn't too upset that it wasn't a, call, a no call. It was a no call. So I'm like, what are you going to Take two? Take two, apparently. So as we were saying, uh, that rule, that rule, I hate the targeting rule um, in college. I don't know, because some of the, the rules that, that college uses are kind of dumb. Like, obviously, like, player safety is the number one priority. But some of the excuses that the officials use for targeting is is beyond me. Um, and it just kind of baffles me, though. You saw it in the Clemson game um, uh, against uh, Ohio, State. Ohio State uh, when it happened. Um, I just didn't think that uh, it should have been called. And now the, the Browns one wasn't called. So it's it's been a weird slate. Um, obviously... Patrick Mahomes did get injured. Um, he was cleared uh, today. Uh, he will participate in Sunday's game. He will start. Um, obviously, Chad Henney, you know, coming in to close out the game. Uh, fantastic, fantastic. Read. Man, do you don't know, think CB, the CBS wasn't happy to see Kansas City beat Cleveland? Holy fuck. Like, Tony Romo, Jim Nance were like, that said, oh, my God, Chad, I can't believe he was going for it up more than it. Like, oh, my God, you could just think they won the lottery. Well, Tony Rowe was excited because that's the furthest he's ever been in a playoff series. <laughs> yeah. So, Poor um, guy. He, he still has shit. But he's a college of... football Hall of Famer, buddy. He's a college football Hall of Famer now. So is every guy that plays in college. Apparently. Um, you'll, you'll be a college Hall of Famer at Brock. It's like a YMCA membership. I'll just give it to anybody. Exactly. Um, obviously, we've got uh, Tampa Bay, uh, Green Bay on Sunday, followed by the Bills and the Chiefs. Um Tampa Bay heads in uh, without uh, Antonio Brown. Antonio Brown's knee will uh, not allow him to play on Sunday. So uh, the Bucs are down an important receiver. Um, absolute onslaught by the Buccaneers last Sunday against uh, New Orleans. Um, that defense held up really well. Um, ben don't break sort of thing. Tom Brady played lights out. Um, a lot of help from Fournette and Jones. Uh, Gronkowski, you know, part, you know, a lot of lead blocks, a lot of good. Um, transition plays. Uh, who do you like in this game, man? Um, 
I'm going to let you go first, and then we'll uh, take a gander. How we got. All right, bud. So, yeah, Green Bay, it's, it's at Green Bay. So, Lambeau Field gets an NFC Championship game for the first time in a while. And under Aaron Rodgers, at least, it's going to be first, the first NFC title game in Lambeau with Aaron Rodgers under center. So, nice to see some fans there last week. So, there'll be some fans there at Lambeau this week. And Tampa Bay, first NFC Championship since they won the Super Bowl. So, and to all your Cowboys fans out there, Tom Brady, first NFC title game. Uh, since they've since Tom Brady's been in the league, he's been to more NFC title games than the Dallas Cowboys. How about that one? Very nice. So, Tom, Tampa Bay, Tom Brady, Tampa Bay, looking to see if they could beat Green Bay. I don't see anything. I don't think it's happening, even with Antonio Brown there or not, because just Green Bay put an absolute onslaught on the best defense in the league in the LA Rams, held Aaron Donald in check, and exposed Jalen Ramsey. And that's not a really hard. That's not a easy job to do to get the best corner in the game to look foolish against Devontae Adams. So they're going to have their hands full with him. And Devontae, Levante David, and Devin White are going to have their hands full with Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon running up their throats. So I don't see any scenario at Tampa Bay wins. So I will be going with the pack. And can you give me a score prediction? Uh, I will go to be a 28-21 victory for the Packers. See, I'm going the other way, Mr. J. Merchinson. I think wow. I think I think the Buccaneers are in the Super Bowl. Um I, I I don't see a situation where Brady, you know, doesn't have the game of his life against Green Bay. Um I just think that Tampa Bay has too many weapons, man. Um I just think even though Antonio Brown is out, you still have Gronk. You know, you still got Fernando. On the frozen tundra of Lambo. Uh, listen, man, Brady thrives under pressure. You know, Brady's Brady. Brady is like a, a chunk of coal, right? Pressure just makes him into a diamond. That's what he is. Really, really. I, I, I think I think Tampa Bay uh, goes into Lambeau Field and walks out with obviously a close victory, but a convincing one in twenty four twenty. I think Devin White has two interceptions, and I think uh, Tom Brady throws for two hundred and fifty yards and has uh, one passing touchdown uh, heading into that game. Um, mm. those kind of comments, I feel like you have a picture of him on your wall and you kiss him goodnight before you go to bed. No, I can't. I'm an Eagles fan. You know, he did my boys, <laughs> McNabb, Brian Dawkins, and T.O. Dirty back in 0405. And I will never forgive him for that. But, um, man, I, I like it's gotten to a point where I just have to accept that Tom Brady is who he is. As I get older, like, I appreciate him more because of how long he's done it for. I appreciate Aaron Rodgers just as much. Um, I just think that Tampa Bay has too many weapons. Um, you know, a lot of people might argue and say that, well, you know, Green Bay is a more well-rounded team and, you know, they've, they have a lot of, uh, experience playing in the cold weather, whatever the case may be and however you want to, f- uh, frame it. But I just think Tampa Bay is the overall better team. Um, although Vegas is saying otherwise, you know, they currently uh, have Tampa Bay as the underdogs. Um, I'm taking Tampa Bay. I already locked in my bets for today. I took Tampa Bay plus three in the spread and Tampa Bay to win. Uh, not a big deal. Uh, yeah, no need to pump your tires, eh? No need to pump the tires. You know, just a little, little, little pressure. Shoot the track. horn action. Little, little gauge check right there. Little Is the Abraham. hydraulics rolling. Oh, of course, little Abraham Lincoln uh, tire thread check count. Uh, but no, that's just <laughs> that's just that's just my prediction. I think Tampa Bay goes into Lambeau Field twenty four twenty, and Brady goes on to his uh is uh, another Super Bowl. Um, first time then the the, the host team will get the Super Bowl. It could be. It could be very much, and it'd be very fitting if it was Tom Brady. You know? It's almost like the stars align. This could be the year. 
so that's that's just me. Um, the Bills Chiefs game is another one. Um, I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna roll my dice on this one. I think Buffalo goes into Kansas City and wins this. I think uh, we have a 17-14 game on Sunday. That low scoring. I listen, man. Mahomes isn't gonna be a hundred percent healthy. You know, um, I think it's gonna be a defensive battle. I think guys are gonna be scrapping for yards. Um, obviously, Josh Allen's gonna be nervous. He's one win away from the Super Bowl. Um, you know, a lot of bi- I think the whole team's kind of nervous. You know, it's this is the first time for a lot of guys playing at the game of this magnitude. Um, but I think I think Buffalo has the upper hand here. I'm not saying because Mahomes is injured. I think Buffalo benefits from playing a nice scrappy game. Um, I just think that Buffalo. Um, Buffalo's gonna, Buffalo's gonna give Kansas City a good run for the money. I think they're gonna. I think Buffalo's gonna put all the stops. You know, they're gonna come up with trick plays, new formations, um, all sorts of things just to give Kansas City different looks and just kind of put Kansas City on a, a standstill. I think they're gonna tar- uh, target Tyron Matthew. I think they're gonna um, make him play man-to-man coverage against uh, Stephon Diggs. I think they're gonna try to see how much they get out of Stephon Diggs and how they're gonna play. That matchup, and you know, once the defense starts to focus in on Stephon Diggs, they'll start laying up, you know, dink and dunks, you know, five yard slants, you know, three yard hooks down the field, you know, that opens up the running game. Um, I, I, I could see. I think this is a this is a low scoring, but it's gonna be an interesting game. I think Buffalo wins it, seventeen fourteen. Yeah, I think Buffalo's gonna win this one too. I just think they they their defense matches up really really well against Kansas City's offense, whether that you look at, at someone trying to cover Travis Kelsey, because you probably have the best, the most athletic linebacker in the league in Tremaine Edmonds, who I think can run stride for stride with Travis Kelsey. Or you just put on a, bring in a safety like Jordan Poyer or Micah Hyde, because they're probably one of the best secondaries in all football. Trey White, Josh Norman, and the two I already mentioned, Jordan Poyer and Micah Hyde. So you can lock him up with any of the, any of the four I just said. And Tyree Kill is going to have his hands full with those guys as well. And Patty Mahomes, I know he's just passed concussion protocol too, but he's, he's also got that toe injury he sustained against Cleveland last week. So he's not going to be as mobile as he wants to be. So he's going to be more in the pocket rather than scrambling and run all over the place. And we don't know the health of the running backs. Like, we don't know if Edwards Elaire or Le'Veon Bell are going to be playing. And even if they do, they won't be at 100% either. So that – the whole Kansas City offense is really, really banged up. And you look at Buffalo's offense where you get the gunslinger and Josh Allen, Stephon Diggs, Cole Beasley. You know, they're – I think they're hungry. And they got – I think they're playing with house money right now because they got their they got their win first time in who knows how long. They got their playoff for the first, first time in who knows how long. So they're playing with house money. They have nothing to lose. And Kansas City has got everything to lose, right? Like, they're supposed to be in the Super Bowl. So – I do hopefully think Buffalo's going to pull this one out. You want to hear a crazy prediction, Jay? Uh, yes, please. I think Josh Norman gets the game ceiling interception. <laughs> really? I think Josh Norman, I think this is the scenario, right? Kansas City 50-yard line, a buck and change to go. No timeouts for either team. You know, they try to do a quick hitter to Tyreek Hill off a slant. Josh Norman reads it, undercuts the throw, and he takes it back. He takes it back. He gets tackled at the... At the Kansas City 30. I like it. That's those Mafia, baby. If they win a Super Bowl and buy a table, we're jumping through it. Yeah, I'm with you on that one. Off the balcony? Oh, maybe. I, yeah, I'll take that one. Off the penthouse suite or what? Yeah, exactly, eh? Maybe we might have to do it. Uh, moving a bit forward. So that, that sets up essentially my prediction of Buffalo-Tampa Bay Super Bowl. Um, 
kind of weird to think about it that we could have, you know, Brady playing a division foe, you know, <laughs> yeah. Buffalo Bills. You know, as much as the Buffalo Bills were happy that Brady left the division, you know, something sometimes life just comes full circle. And you might have to play Brady in the Super Bowl. And how fi- how weird would that be that if Brady leaves a division just to play them in the Super Bowl and wins or vice versa? Yeah, and it's kind of funny because I think there'll be more Bills fans than Bucks fans at the Tampa Bay Stadium that day if this, if that happens to be the Super Bowl. Uh, I believe I read a report that uh, they are allowing fans, but the majority of them are going to be uh, healthcare workers. Yeah, seventy five hundred of them are going to be vaccinated healthcare workers. And that uh, the twenty two thousand fans. So that leaves them what fourteen and a half and change. You got it, fourteen thousand five hundred. And I, I think Buffalo fans are going to be more willing to make the trip. Absolutely. I, I just think Tampa Bay fans are more casual. Sellouts. I just, I, you know, it's, I mean? it's I all Florida sports. I just think because, you know, they rather be on the beach, getting their tan on, putting on the lotion, than being getting hammered in the t- tailgate lot, watching some football, like the blue collar Buffalo Bills fans. And, you know, it'd be great to see Pinto Ron up there in uh, Tampa Bay, you know, sunbathing and, in that yeah. little. On that in that little uh in that little area they got there, you know, tailgating, crushing a couple of brewskis before the game. It yeah. should be interesting. It should be a hell of a time. I'm looking forward to Sunday. Um, but before Sunday comes Saturday. Ooh. So uh tomorrow night we got ourselves an absolute dandy. Dandy card. You know, we got lightweight, featherweight, uh middleweight, but the the man, the myth, the legend is returning again to the octagon, Mr. Connor. McGregor, um, Jam, let you go first because I know you've been uh, dying for this match to happen. <laughs> I know you and Callum Williams and the boys at uh, uh, it will be on Saturday night. Are, are ready to roll. So yeah, uh, let, it let's, is going to be. Hey, everybody's sleeping on Poirier, man. Everybody is sleeping on Dustin Poirier. He happens to be a three and a half times whatever you want to bet on betting underdog for this one, which I can't believe because he's ranked higher. Than Conor McGregor and his resume has been a bit better than Conor McGregor these last couple of years. And who the play, who the play people he's beaten? You want to talk about Max Holloway? He beat, and you saw how good Max Holloway was on Saturday night, beating Calvin Cater with the most significant strikes in UFC history, I might add. And he did beat Poirier, beat Justin Gaethje not too long ago, and he was just in the main event a couple months ago against oh that guy named Khabib. So. Two absolutely huge wins for Dustin Poirier. And I still I don't know why Vegas is putting him as a three and a half times underdog against McGregor. Because who has McGregor fought and beat? Oh, Cowboy Cerrone. Yeah, that's a real real tough challenge for McGregor, right? Yeah. Like no disrespect to Cowboy because he's a living legend. But he's no Cowboy Cerrone of 15 years ago when it was in his prime. It's Cowboy Cerrone of 2020. So and McGregor, that was his last fight, and that was in January of 2020. So nothing's proven to me that McGregor can come out here and absolutely nick, knock the teeth out of Dustin Poirier because he's just too good of a fighter to get his teeth knocked out of again twice by McGregor because we all know what happened the first time those two fought, and it ended pretty quickly for Poirier in a minute and 46 seconds. So I think it's, he's a lot, a lot better fighter than what he was when – McGregor knocked his teeth out. So I, I am going with Dustin Poirier on this one. I'm all at you. Um, I'm going with Dustin Poirier as well, but I just want to point out a couple key factors here. McGregor has taken two two-year uh, two two year layoffs. Um, after UFC 205 against Eddie Alvarez, he waited two years until he fought Khabib in 2018. Took another two years after the loss to Khabib to fight uh, Cowboy Cerrone. 
and now he's coming back to fight Dustin Poirier. Uh, both men have won two out of the last three fights. Um, Dustin Poirier's last fight was against uh, none other than Dan Hooker uh, this past year, um, which he won via unanimous decision. He did lose. Dustin Poirier did lose to Khabib um, in round three, but then, like you said, he did beat Max Holloway at 236. Um, so right now, as I'm looking at it, I think I think Poirier. If you're looking to bet the underdog, absolutely, right, I absolutely. Think My bets are a lot, buddy. A great, a great man. And here's the funny part. I think this fight goes the distance. I think so too. I don't think it's gonna be a knockout. I, I like as much as I want to believe, you know, Mystic Mac because he predicts <laughs> these things. Yeah. Um, you know, you haven't fought in you know two years. Uh, your last fight, or sorry, you haven't fought in over a year. Um, uh, your last fight was against the veteran of the game, you know, who's, you know, on his way out sort of thing, you know, um, it wasn't Cerrone's best performance, right? Obviously, Connor was a bit, was younger and more agile and more athletic. So he had a lot to prove. Um, but when you're matched up a guy who has the same skill set as you, if not better, I, I think this fight goes the distance. Um, I think Poirier does come up. If, if, here's my thing. If the fight goes to the scorecard, and it's close. I think they'll give it to McGregor. That's just how it is. That's how Vegas works. The favorite always wins on the scorecard. Same with the like Floyd Mayweather when he went to the cards against Maidana the first time. You know, a lot as a Mayweather fan, I knew that when they went to the scorecards, it was gonna be in favor of Mayweather. That's just how they work. Um, I I think if a fight goes to the cards, I think McGregor will take it unless it's substantial, uh, the point differential. So. I, I think Poirier wins the fight. It's just if Poirier's going to win it, he has to win it decisively if it goes to the scorecards. You know what I mean? Yeah, to your um, point, I think as long as the fight keeps going into the later, the championship rounds, I think it's going to favor Poirier more because, like you said, like McGregor has fought, what, four times in the last five years? Six years? So if that, like if that, his I don't I really don't see how his endurance level is going to keep up because it's pretty it's it's nice to train and all, but nothing simulates real life action in the octagon. So Poirier, I think is I think McGregor's been looking for the knockout, like he's been saying in press conferences. I'm gonna knock him out in sixty seconds, like you said, Mystic Mac over there. So I think he's gonna be looking for a knockout real early or a submission. So if Poirier can defend the first onslaught of McGregor, I think it's his fight. Well, McGregor fights don't usually later go into the later rounds, right? Exactly, right? Like, round one. We look at Khabib, round four. Jose Aldo. Eddie Alvarez, round two. McGregor Diaz, round five. McGregor Diaz, one, round two. McGregor Aldo, one. Uh, McGregor Poirier, Mendes. McGregor Poirier was meant 46. Exactly. So, it's interesting because, right, when, when Diaz drag him into the later rounds, you can see McGregor was – was on his was on his uh was on on his heels, you know what I mean? When Khabib dragged him into oh the later round, I know, right? Like he was a sweaty, bloody mess with Khabib. He was just grasping for it for something, and he tapped out. And so, like you said, I think Poirier Poirier benefits from into the later rounds. Like if we look at Poirier's fight against Dan Hooker, round five, you know him against Khabib, round three. Poirier Holloway was round five. Poirier Alvarez was round two. Poirier Gaethje was round four. Poirier Pettis, round three. Um, Underrated fight. You know what I mean? Poirier, Jim Miller, back in 2017. Jim fucking Miller, round three. <laughs> you know, 
Dustin Poirier, Joe Duffy, 2006, the headliner for Lawler Condit, round three, right? So, as you, the majority of these fights that um, Poirier's in usually go into the later rounds, into the championship rounds, round four, round five. Um, he's a championship fighter. And that's who he is, but he's never, but he's never shied away from that. He's never been scared to go into the dog, the dog rounds, and take a beating. And when you get a man who's who's willing to to die for what he believe for die to die for the sport, that's a dangerous man. Not to say that McGregor's not there to die for the sport, but McGregor is not proven. Now a multi- not proven. Yeah, and on top of that, he's a multi billionaire now. He has nothing to prove. I know he's just he's, like, he's just ready for his proper twelve, waiting for him in the back after the fight. No, he's into the hot sauce now, man. What are you talking about? <laughs> Proper 12 hot sauce, yeah. as he calls well, it. Well, uh, from what you're um, saying is, I guess we're getting our money's worth tomorrow night. I think tomorrow's going to be worth the 60 bucks. You know, maybe Dana White is right about the illegal streamers. <laughs> maybe it's time for them to start paying their money. Um, kind of t- taking that. What do you think about that? What do you think about Dana going after some illegal streamers? Well, I think it's totally irrelevant, but I think to start 2021, I think the U.S. said that they were going to punish everybody who illegally stream movies as a felony charge so i mean i think they're just cracking it down on everything but i don't know like the ufc like it's it's stupid like pay the money if you want to watch the fight i know i'm sure everyone like kids like us want to be trying to find some streaming device to watch it but you got to benefit the guys somehow to put on the show so i don't know i think it's stupid but i know a lot of guys that do it i don't know if you've seen the clip but uh cormier and uh khabib were uh grappling and cormier asked uh, Khabib where he's watching the fight and uh, Khabib goes I have Russian link <laughs> and uh, Cormier's like you don't pay for the fights I go no I have Russian link why would they pay for a fight you know what I mean even guys in the UFC don't even pay for that you know what I mean um, I don't know like Dana Weiss is trying to like obviously um, you know kind of like make sure he's not losing money you know what I mean obviously every dime matters in a business he's a businessman he knows well they're making doing. a lot of coin from ESPN plus right now yeah, ESPN was ESPN was dying, right? Because of DAZN. DAZN kind of came and, you know, kind of took over a lot of things that uh, uh, ESPN had. Um, Boxing, for sure. Yeah, exactly. So it's interesting to see how they kind of capitalized. Uh, but I like Dustin Poirier in round five. Um, I think it'll go to the cards. Uh, so I think Poirier name his decision. Now, we have to look at this from you know, a long-term standpoint. If Poirier does beat Connor, does Poirier get his rematch against Khabib? If he wins back, right? Like, I don't know if you saw the clip, but Dana White was whispering in Khabib's ear when he was had that meeting with him saying that, wouldn't it be awesome if it was another Connor-Khabib fight? So I think the fix is on for McGregor to win. So hopefully that doesn't happen, but I would love to see Khabib GSP and the winner of that one face Poirier. I don't know, maybe, maybe. So, but I think Poirier definitely deserves an actual title shot because he was the interim champ once before. I I just I just find it hard to believe that you know people still think that Carter can beat Khabib. I I don't think I think Khabib's untouchable right now. Well, you see how he manhandled Gaethje. Like, and I think it was, I, that was I the think, be- I think that was the best like in that lightweight division. I think Gaethje had the best shot of beating them, and you see what you see what happened. Yeah, I I think I think Khabib is right now the most untouchable fighter in the division in the UFC. Um, uh, I would, yes, yes, I, I you could argue that. Besides Bones Jones, just, he doesn't fight anymore. So, 
yeah, he's done. He's he's that's it. There's nothing interesting for him going on. Um, I think if Khabib fights Connor again, I think it's another manhandling. It's just it, it would be nice. It would be a nice paycheck, is what it would be. Yeah, like uh, and the whole thing, you know, I don't think Khabib wants to fight. You know, he his dad, his father passed away sadly. Um, you know, obviously that was a big motivator was Khabib and his father. You know, his father kind of put him into the sport and kind of guided him to the man he is. Um, I just, I just think. I just think Khabib's he's proved done with yeah, fighting. He's proved everything, right? What else has he had to prove? You know, he's 29 and 0. Um, he's beat everybody in the division that he's had to beat to kind of claim that. Uh, nobody has the same skill set that he does in terms of grappling. Um, I, I think Dane is wasting his time. Or he's not wasting his time. I think he's like trying to uh, pump uh, a flat tire, you know what I mean? That has a hole in it. Um, you know, sure, it would look nice if they were able to get another fight going. And yes, it'd be great. And, you know, the, the publicity the fight would gain, the money that the UFC would make, you know, the whole spiel. But in terms of what, what's best right now, I think you should just got to let Khabib be free, mm-hmm. you know. Um, I think you look at maybe getting Nate Diaz back in the ring, um, you know, running back Nate Diaz, McGregor 3, because we need a trilogy. We need a trilogy. I don't care what anybody says. Um, we need Nate Diaz, Connor three. Um, Bring back the old Connor, the smack talking Connor, rather than this handshaking, kissing babies Connor. Oh, he's a he's a he's a man now. You know what I mean? So he's an adult. He's two. He has what two kids? I think it is. I know he has one, but uh, maybe he's got a second one as a little baby. But another one, Connor McGregor Jr. signing autographs. Yeah. So yeah, there you go. So I don't know. I just think the UFC has to go in a different direction. Um. It should be interesting to see what happens tomorrow night. Um, you know, in a hypothetical situation, if Poirier wins, do we look at Poirier McGregor three? Do we look at Poirier? Do we look at Poirier Khabib two? Do we look at McGregor Khabib two, or do we look at McGregor Diaz three? Right. There's a lot of implications tomorrow night that. And which fight's going to be for the title? Exactly. Um, at this point, I, I want to see Nate Diaz fight Connor, and I think Nate Diaz deserves a title. Unless shot he wants to fight in twenty twenty two, because like, why does I honestly, if McGregor loses, I think he goes into his third retirement again because like, what else is he's not going to come back unless it's for the, the title because he's got the money. Yeah, he doesn't need the money. Well, he's denying that Jake Paul bullshit, that's, right? Yeah, yeah, that's right. Forgot about that because there he. There, all he needs is a six, four month camp. Mm-hmm. If that in a boxing match, right, where he's taking less damage against an amateur boxer. It's gonna say you need Robinson, Jake Paul in a heartbeat. Exactly. So I mean, I don't know. It's gonna be interesting times for the UFC. Um, Could it be possible that it's, it's gonna, gonna be, be the best pay per view of twenty twenty one? That's already the first one. Well. I don't see the UFC lining up anything bigger than this. Mm-hmm. You know, unless they get something unless lined up for the women's buddy, division. I am praying in 2021 that we see Adesanya and Bones Jones at light heavyweight. That's see my issue with that is is that will John Jones for Adesanya come back and fight? I think so. Yeah. You think he risks his legacy? If he he came back for DC, and that was but that was, he won he won. So I I okay. really think like I'm sure Adesanya would want that fight, and I'm sure it wouldn't be a cheap it wouldn't be a cheap pay 
for Bones Jones to come back and fight. So if Adesanya beats Blahovich, I think it's lined up. As I bet you he's calling him out after that fight's over. So what about Stipe? Where's Stipe end up in the mix? He, Nganu. I want to see part two between Stipe and Nganu for the title. Uh, I know Nganu hasn't fought since March, and he deserves another fight. I don't know why Dana White doesn't put him on a card in a pay-per-view, because he deserves it. I think he deserves another shot at the heavyweight title, because I want to say it was 2019 that Stipe just fed him the 1-2 Mayweather 3-4 McGregor at the uh, pay-per-view. And he came out and beat, who was it? Oh, man. It was Biggie Boy. I can't think of his name, but his nickname is Biggie Boy. And finished him within 15 seconds of the right hook. Uh, Rosenstrike. Jorginho okay. Rosenstrike. That's his name. So I, and that was the last fight, that was the last fight he had. So I, I think that lines him up for Stipe. Wow. Bones right. Jones and Asanya would not be a heavyweight tilt. They would be light heavyweight for sure. So you're saying Jones would have to come yes. down? Okay. And Adesanya, like right. if Adesanya wins light heavyweight belt against Blahovich, I think it's inevitable. That very well could happen. Jay. Yeah, and I think that's lined up for March. Maybe April, May. Because mm-hmm. we when got John, that's when John Jones usually fights. Because yeah, we got Usman Burns in February. Yes. Which is going to be another great pay-per-view. Because mm-hmm. that fight should have happened they... months ago, too, but Gilbert Burns caught COVID. Yeah, and they're going to fill that card out nicely, you know, once they figure out what happens in the next, what happens tomorrow night, and once, you know, play, uh, fighters start getting back with COVID results and whatnot, and what they can kind of put together. Um, but yeah, it should be interesting tomorrow night. You know, everything's kind of up in the air right now in terms of what's going to happen in the UFC within the next, you know, four to five months. Um, you know, obviously, we just went through a plethora of fights that are potentials and, you know, should happen and could happen. I love UFC, man. Um, Can't get enough of it. Can't get enough of it. it and at the state right now, I think UFC is overtaking Absolutely. boxing. No question. And the way the boxing has, the way that boxing has kind of, you know, let itself be a, you know, a publicity stunt is kind of bad for the sport. Um, Still waiting for, you know, I think, Joshua White. Tyson Fury, though. I think that'll happen eventually. Um, I'm just hoping, you know, Jake and Logan Paul get their ass whooped <laughs> boxing. I was going to say, it's more of a celebrity thing um, now, boxing is. I want to see Gravante Davis sleep Ryan Garcia so I can stop listening to people talk about Ryan Garcia. Um, I won't be shocked in a couple of years until yeah, we see boxing with the stars, you know? Hey, at this point, that's what it is right now, boxing with the mm-hmm. stars. Just need Tom Bergeron to host the show. There you go. Mr. Jay Merchantson, man. Absolute pleasure as always. You know, episode 50 for me is right around the corner. You know, we got to do a big, uh, a big one for that. Jay, um, absolute pleasure, man. Always blessed having you on. Um, I hope you're staying well, staying safe. Um, you know, uh, any final words you want to uh, say? You know, you did drop the website. I want to let you speak on that a well, little bit. Well, before I get to that, are we bringing the spinach dip on Saturday night? Wow, <laughs> you're putting me in a blender. <laughs> you love, you love, you love your trash. It's okay? just that, man. Or make sure it's before ten o'clock, because you know if I get a, if I call you before ten o'clock, I bet I won't get an answer. Oh, oh, oh <laughs> that's usually when I that's usually when I have breakfast. This time really? Before. Oh, so I guess the pond yeah, is the, the cereals over the pond. I guess. I guess that's what it is, brother. Yeah. But yeah, purefinessports.com, new website that got dropped on twenty twenty one. Your name is actually on it, my friend. So yeah, if you want to catch Mateus's show, you want to kick a link if it's uh. Not too available to you on your phone. If you're on your laptop, you want to click that link. Mateo's show is on there, purefinessports.com. We got the hottest games of the week 
on purefinessports.com. Uh, there's a nice little blog action part of it where one of me, Mateus, or the guy who's on FaceTime right now, Malcolm Govius, uh, he wants to nice make a little story about something. And you don't want to hear about Javante Davis uh, Garcia. I'm sure Mateus will have a whole spiel about that one, I'm sure, if that fight ever happens. I'll drop us. I'll drop a soccer one ahead of next week's football. Oh, I forgot about soccer, my friend. Do we want to talk about Burnley-Liverpool this week? No, we don't. That's uh, it's a tough one to was, swallow. Uh, the, the boy, Callum Williams, uh, was having a field day with you, I, from what I understand. Yes, he was, and I can't wait to have a field day when Chelsea uh, gets relegated <laughs> this year. Like a bunch of bums at the R. <laughs> a bunch of bums at the R up in North London. Bunch of bunch of wankers at the R. A bunch of frauds. Yeah. They don't even believe in their own manager. Hey, the only reason why he's there is because he's a Chelsea legend. And I'm not, Callum knows that, and I know that. And I know you know that. I think Lampard is the next one to get sacked. I, no surprise. I Honestly, if they, if they finish outside the top six, he's turfed. Oh, uh, 100%. Like, every sign that he's done, besides Kai Havertz to an extent, have been terrible. Like, Timu Werner is the most overrated player in soccer, let alone English football right now. Without a question, um, and I think every player on Chelsea sucks. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to tell you how it is, man. There's not one player on Chelsea that if if I were an opposing coach, I'd have to worry about. Kepa sucks. Your back four is your back four couldn't stop a nosebleed. You know your midfield three minus Conte. You know, come on. I mean, okay, fine. But we'll that's give it about to it. But that's about it. Yeah, man. right. Like you, know you I mean? big signing in Ziak. I mean, he's off the bench for Chelsea, which is a shame. Same with Pulisic. Like, Pulisic got... doesn't get starter minutes either. I think I think Pulisic is the most overrated player to ever grace a football pitch in the history. Not of number the sport. eleven on Chelsea, mind you. Mind you, Freddie Adu was great as the Jermaine next. Jermaine Defoe and like a little and bit closer really... to home. Jermaine Defoe. I don't. I have no issues. He with was Defoe. terrible. Yeah, but it's Defoe. Oh, okay. What'd you expect? A bloody big deal. That's what I expected him to be. Yeah, but Defoe still held he up. He was on the England national game. team after he left TFC. But it's Jermaine Defoe, Jay. He was terrible. Anyway, yeah. Chelsea, top six. If he's not top six, Frank Lampard's gone. 100%. 100%. Frank Lampard's gone. As much as it, much as it pains me to say it, because, you know, big Frank Lampard fan. Absolute legend. But, uh, and, oh, you see Chorley FC's run ended. You know, there'll be no more singing Adele in the locker rooms now after their loss in the FA. <laughs> yeah, I know. FA Cup's coming down to a wine. You know, we got terrible Cups. I was gonna, like, if, you're not, if you don't want to, if you want to get into soccer, watch the FA Cup. It's, it's a treat to but see, uh, to it see is a third, fourth tier English football teams beat Premier League teams and to see their reaction from it is priceless. It is. It's next to none. It's next to none. Maybe maybe I gotta drop a little FA Cup but you know what? within you a couple the days. only show you get the only soccer you really watch on TV anymore because the zone snatched up everything. Like you can't watch the Prem, you can't watch Champions League, you can't watch Serie A. So really the only thing you watch on mainstream cable is the FA or Bundesliga. The Bundesliga. Oh we oui, we oui. All right, Jay. Absolute pleasure. You know, I'll drop the soccer one. If we got to get Callum Williams, I think we have to Champions League. So that'll be the next. That'll be the next couple plans, guys. Absolute pleasure. I will add the link to the website, Pure Finesse Sports. You guys can go check it out for yourself. Um, go toss Jay 
and uh, Malcolm will follow up on their page, and uh, we'll get things rolling. Jay, man, absolute pleasure. Um, we'll see you. I'll see you. Uh, I'll see you. I don't know if oh, I'll see you tomorrow night. Don't want to make the plans too early, eh? It's the Steelers. It's the Steelers fan calling you, know? you up saying, "Oh, I want to watch it alone." No, 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 no. no. You know what? All, all the roommates are here. You know, we. I have to spend time yeah, with of course. You know, my uh-huh. roommates. But uh, I'll for sure see you for Champions League. February, you know? yeah. Come watch. Uh, yeah, I'll see you in February. <laughs> That's like a plan. Guys, <laughs> an absolute pleasure. Thank you guys for listening, J Man. Absolute blast, brother. I yes, sir. Never, 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 no bad conversations on the Taya show. That is for sure. Never. All right, boys. Thank you guys for listening. We'll catch you Have guys a good in the next one, episode. guys.